the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Pastor Scott Show, Hour 2, Tuesday edition. You know, I keep putting out memos to all of my friends in the press that they should not break news, you know, anytime really afternoon, because then it's hard to get things prepared for the show, because we like to talk about things that are today, right? What's happening today? What kinds of things are are going on? And then, you know, what happens? Right before we come on the air today, they indict President Trump again for January 6th stuff. How am I supposed to read it? Well, I'll read it tomorrow. And uh, we'll talk about that maybe later, I guess. Uh, Jack Smith, the federal prosecutor, is going to make a statement a little bit later. I don't know that anything is surprising uh, about this. It just adds to kind of the weird place that we're in where this is happening, followed by yesterday. You know, the the president got in some trouble. President Biden, um, I think, further went into some more trouble. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Here's a question for you to think about, though. And maybe it's going to be hard to separate this from what's happening in Washington and separate it from the emotions, you know, whatever side you've got on on these kinds of things. Um, How far, how long do you give a person the benefit of the doubt? Do you know where that comes from, the idea of the benefit of the doubt? How long do you do that? I think it's important to give people the benefit of the doubt. As an an employer, when when I had people who worked for me, you give people the benefit – this is my philosophy. You want to give people the benefit of the doubt as long as you can and at least until you can't, right? At least until there is no doubt, right? Or until it gets to the point where there is so little doubt you have to act. You know, I don't like firing people, although, you know, I would say everybody I've ever fired ended up doing something better later, right? And, and some of you, I think, have been – you've been let go from jobs before, but then the next thing you got was was better. It was a better fit, and sometimes that firing turns into a blessing, right? Sometimes we hold on to a job or we hold on to something that we're doing that we think is important for us to hold on to when really it turns out it was better for us to let it go. If you're dealing with a family member or a spouse or a kid and you're suspecting that they're doing something wrong, you know, how long should you give them the benefit of the doubt? And that's what I want to talk about uh, in light of the news that we've got um, and uh, from yesterday and today with President Biden and now President Trump indicted again. I encourage you to read these documents, by the way, and to it's another looks like 45 page indictment today. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take too long to go through it. I, I find that if you go through and you read it and then you watch the news, you watch whatever news you're going to you're going to look at, you you discover some things. You you know already what the reporter is focusing on and why, and you also know what they're leaving out. You know, and they're limited in time, and they have an agenda sometimes, and often anyway. And uh, that's that's a part of a part of that. The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I did see something funny to try to lighten it up a little bit. 
I think this is funny. Maybe you won't think this is funny. I thought this is funny because I've been involved with political events, especially when I was in college and for a few years after college. I did a lot of political events, and I was on the the planning side for a lot of them. And, you know, somebody makes a decision whenever there's an event, whether it's the president or it's a congressperson or whoever your special guest is. You ever see that person on TV, like if uh, the president does a rally or your your congressperson has got something going on? There's people behind them on the stage a lot of the time, right? It's not just a curtain or a backdrop. Sometimes it is, but usually there's people back there. You know, those aren't random people. Those aren't the people who just showed up first, and they're not just the kids of, you know, the family and people. Sometimes they are, but typically those people are handpicked. And there is something that is done to figure out what does this look like on television, you and you hold your fingers up with the the thumb out and the the your uh, index finger extension, and you make the little movie square or rectangle, right? You try to figure out what it's going to look like, and then who do you want in that picture? Well, you want people in that picture who look like the people who might be watching. So, you know, I would say one of the most diverse pictures you'll ever get in America is uh, at a political event event behind that candidate. Right. They're all handpicked. <laughs> They're picked out of the audience. They're like, here, come here. You look like this guy, you old, young, every race. And uh, make sure that they're back there holding a sign or wearing a T-shirt or something. And uh, I hate to spoil it for you that there's uh, some fakeness with all of that. But there is there is they call it optics. Right. Uh, so that happens. And then also there's music there's that's picked. And, you know, sometimes it's just old, you know, patriotic music, you know, Americana, that kind of thing is pretty standard. But often today there'll be a pop song or something that, you know, fits. Uh, sometimes it's generic. You know, I'm proud to be an American. You hear that all the time at different things. But sometimes it's something that's very specific. President Trump walked in to a song the other day called Only in America by a country group called Brooks and Dunn. It's kind of an old song. But I want you to li- this is the this is what he walked into. And, so, and the reason I'm bringing this up is is also to sort of lighten the mood, but it, it, I'm curious about it because somebody picked this. Somebody picked this part of the song. The part I'm going to play for you is the only part of the song that, that they played. So it wasn't like a coincidence. It was just the whole song. It was, ladies and gentlemen, uh, President Donald J. Trump, and then they played this. Please welcome President Donald J. Trump. Did you catch that part? One just might go to prison and one just might be president. I'm telling you that the moment Donald Trump walked out on the stage, it was in that lyric right here. It was it was they're playing the music. People are cheering. And then the moment Donald Trump appeared on the stage, it played this. One just might be going to prison. One just might be president. No way that's an accident. And I think, you know, I think there were some people who said there's somebody picking Donald Trump's music who did that to sort of harm Donald Trump. I don't think so. I think I think they did that on purpose because 
if you're watching it, it drives clicks, right? It's I'm talking about it. When do I ever play any ads? I don't. I just thought that was amusing anyway. <laughs> They would pick that. I think moving forward into this presidential campaign this year, uh, maybe that'll be our presidential campaign theme because we've got the the two front runners right now have legal troubles. Whether you agree with it or not is one thing, but they do have legal troubles. And uh, next spring, Donald Trump in May will be in trial for the Florida case that's against him. I don't know when the rest of it's going to happen. And I think President Biden is in a lot of trouble. I told you that last week. And then the testimony that happened yesterday um, is significant. And even the New York Times, if you're not familiar with that, uh, uh, Congress uh, investigating spoke with some of uh, Hunter Biden's associates um, about whether or not the president, President Biden, has been, in fact, involved with uh, his business dealings. And that that is something that whichever side you're on, you came out and claimed victory, right? You came out and said, ah, I didn't say anything. But what did come out of it is that President Biden was called about 24 times by Hunter Biden in meetings with the board at Burisma. And what we know for sure is that President Biden has, and his family members uh, the family has received millions of dollars. That's somewhere, depending on whose story you're reading, it's somewhere between 17 and $50 million. And it's money that's coming in from China, from Ukraine, and from Russia. I mean, think about that for a minute. This isn't, we're not talking about, you know, the president has some kind of uh, Tahitian time scare ploy, timeshare ploy with his, you know, family, you know, which you shouldn't do, but probably people would look the other way. These are, you know, how many countries of the world would be worse than that? those three countries that are paying family members of the president a bunch of money. Uh, Maybe Iran is not on that list or North Korea, but it's a pretty bad list. You know, considering what kinds of decisions a president has to make, and this president is making decisions related to war with Russia and Ukraine and potential war and the ramping up of really bad relationships with China – and they're getting money. And, you know, just so that you know on this, the New York Times, okay, the left New York Times, New York Times has mostly ignored a lot of this story. They actually said that President Biden has lying about this, that what came out of this said that uh, President Biden is making mis- false statements. Now, you don't know that. This is how it works in the New York Times. They will eventually admit to things, but they don't do it until the... 13th or 14th paragraph of a story. All right. So the head of the, the title of the story is Biden spoke with his son's associates, not about business. Former partner says now, if I just read that, what I think is, OK, and this is what you'll you'll hear on CNN is that uh, they didn't really talk about anything that, you know, Hunter Biden would uh, get his dad on the phone while he was vice president and uh, he would talk about the weather, apparently 24 times with these board members and people he's doing business with. I can go for that if it's once or twice. Hey, my dad's the vice president. You want to talk to him? Yeah, I'd love to talk to him. I can totally go for that. Not 24 times, though, I, in that he's available for that. But if you keep reading the article, what stunned me is you get down here where it says, I think there's 13 or 14 paragraphs in. Still, Mr. Archer's testimony underscored that Mr. Biden had made false or misleading statements regarding his family members' finances. During the 2020 presidential debate, Mr. Biden claimed that no one in his family had received money from China when, in fact, Hunter Biden and his business associates took in millions from a Chinese firm. In 2019, Mr. Biden, this is the New York Times, 
In 2019, Mr. Biden also repeatedly said he never discussed and, quote, never spoken to Hunter Biden about his business dealings. And recently, the White House spokeswoman, Karine Jean-Pierre, has begun speaking in less declarative terms about the matter, saying that Mr. Biden was never in business with his son. Uh, that's, that's a remarkable thing in uh, the Times. Just that, you know, people sometimes get mad at me because I read the Times, you know, or if I watch Fox, maybe you're mad at me on the left. I watch it all or I try to read it all because to me, when I'm trying to figure out what might be true or where things are headed, I think when you start to see things that are agreed upon by left and right sources, sources, I think that if we if we just polled everybody in the audience, most of you are going to agree on which news sources are left and right. I think most people know that. And most that's just, unfortunately, I think, something that we have come to expect from media. We shouldn't, but I think that's something that's true. Um, that's, uh, that's stunning to me that that is in there. So to me, what that says is that whatever the case is, you know, I don't know that, and this is where the question of benefit of the doubt comes in, right? How long do you give the benefit of the doubt to somebody when there are charges against them? You know, a lot of people give the benefit of the doubt to Mr. Biden all along, right? Uh, I think that the the there should have been a benefit of the doubt given to Donald Trump when he was accused of the, the whole Russia thing, because that turned out to be made up. You know, our country would have been better if he would have been given the benefit of the doubt instead of presumed in, or guilty, right? And, you know, I think we've given Biden a lot of space. You know, this is this is President Biden. He was questioned about this before the election pretty harshly. This is uh, from an interview he actually did with uh, HBO. To serve on the board of a Ukrainian energy company facing serious corruption charges, you were the vice president running point on Ukraine. The average Joe hears that and says, that sounds fishy. What's your understanding of what your son was doing for an extraordinary amount of money? I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board. And that was it. And there's nobody... Well, you've had a lot of time. Isn't this something you want to get to the bottom of? No, because I trust my son. But that doesn't pass the smell test. Like when you-, you know, one of the reasons it doesn't pass the smell test is I'll bet you know what your kids do for a living. I bet if your kid works for Walmart, you know what department they work in. I bet you have some idea of what your kids are doing. And I don't think that's any different when you're the president of the United States. I think you have an idea, a much bigger idea of what is happening. And, you know, I'm not buying that uh, Hunter Biden is just out there making millions of dollars and your dad and you don't have any idea where that money's coming from. You're vice president. Isn't there a higher standard? Don't you need to know no. what's happening with your family? Don't you need to put down no. some guardrails? Um, unless there was something that was uh, there was something on its face that was wrong. There's nothing on its face that was wrong. So, Look, if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. Now, <laughs> Biden had been a politician for a long time. You always try to shift it to somebody else. And there are questions, you know, uh, uh, what's his, why, why can't I think, uh, Jared Kushner, who's Trump's son-in-law, you know, he took uh, for his uh, uh, equity company $2 billion, billion with a B, from Saudi Arabia. You know, that happened on the way out. That's a significant uh, country also to be taking money from, even if it's for your private business. Maybe there's nothing wrong, right? You, you give a benefit of the doubt, but it's a, it's a question, right? It should raise that question. And this, by the way, is, is why we need to work on, you know, keeping ourselves above reproach. Because then, you know, if something's being investigated against somebody else, they can't just turn it around against you. 
And this is also part of the art of the benefit of the doubt because both sides in this case have charges that are serious against them. Biden continues to uh, deny it. The reporter, to his credit, doesn't change the subject. I mean, come on. This is... So <laughs> These so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit, to suggest anything done was wrong. Now, there's a lot of evidence now, four years later. You know that. But you keep asking me these questions. Not proof, necessarily, but it's close. Evidence. It's okay. He, you, know, you're, you're, you know, you're doing what you have to do. But I'm not worried about it. Look, the American public knows me. Last one on this. Uh, okay. Say you're elected. You're in office. What guardrails would you have to be sure that your son, your brother Jimmy, doesn't uh, do anything to trade on the family name? They will not be engaged in any foreign business because of what's happened in this administration. See, he said they would not be engaged in any foreign business, but they are. And Hunter Biden's going to be in trouble probably for not filing as a foreign agent, which is something literally he's supposed to do. That's what they tried to get out of. See, that fell apart for them on Friday with that uh, plea agreement that fell apart. The judge noticed that. The judge noticed that this is an ongoing investigation, but you want me to approve a plea deal that will get him out of any future charges. And they said, yeah. And the judge said, you can go read this online. It's another reason you should go read it. And the judge said, hey, uh, if, I, uh, if I take that stipulation out, are, do we still have a deal? And Biden's attorney said no, because the whole thing was about ending the investigation. And it's pretty serious that he was working for a foreign company and uh, leveraging the influence of his dad. That's not necessarily illegal, as I've said before. It's, you know, you, but there are legal ways to do it, and he didn't do it in the legal way. No one's going to be seeking patents for things from China. No one's going to be engaged in that kind of thing. So no foreign business for Correct. your relatives in office. So you can see where it's, it's building into something serious. And, you know, when we think about this for um, our country, this worries me just about what's going to happen next year. Now, this is assuming that Trump and Biden are still leading the pack next spring, for example. Um, I happen to believe, just for reasons of age, Biden will probably drop out this fall, uh, maybe be pushed out because of some of these other things. But I think age alone is probably going to happen. But uh, I don't think Trump's quitting unless he has a health problem. But he's going to be going to trial next May for the Florida case. I don't think there's any idea what's going to happen with this D.C. one yet. So he'll be going to trial, but it's in May, so probably long enough for him to get the Republican nomination if he keeps the lead that he has now. And President Biden, I think if he's there, there will be all kinds of things going on. Maybe impeachment, that has been suggested. Uh, There will be investigation, special prosecutor, lots of stuff. It's the fact that the leaders of our country are going to have these kinds of, whether it's fair or not, I know people have opinions about all that, but just the fact that it's happening is not a good sign for our country one way or the other. How long do you give people the benefit of the doubt? So you got charges against uh, President Biden. We're going to talk more about that today, but the Trump stuff has come up. Uh, we got new charges of, against President Trump. How long do you give people the, the benefit of the doubt? And how long do you do that on the side that you're agreeing with? And do you look into it? Is it worth reading these documents? I encourage everybody to go go read it. Uh, I think it's enlightening to do that. And what do we do as Christians when 
we're looking at this kind of thing, you know, you probably don't know uh, people who are getting money from overseas or who used to be president uh, and getting indicted, but you do know people who you think have done things wrong, or maybe you know somebody who's just not a very good employee and they work for you, or maybe you've got an issue with your parents or with your kids. How does the benefit of the doubt fit into it? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Let's go to David in Culver City. David, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. You know, I'm sorry I'm calling in, but I cannot listen to you compare what Biden did with what Trump did. Trump has been indicted by a jury. Biden, what Biden did was a typical influence peddling that happens all the time in Washington. I'm not justifying it. It happened the 24th. But does that make it okay? And wait, <laughs> that doesn't make it let okay. Me finish. All right, go ahead. Make your point. Let me finish. Don't cut me off. The, 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 10 call, the 24 calls occurred over 10 years. And the, testimony, the New York Times covered this very well. You know something? What, what Biden did is not a crime, just like probably what Jared Kushner did in getting $2 billion from the Saudis for his wealth fund. Do you think that Jared Kushner got it because he's an investment genius? No, I made the same point. It may not be a crime, but it it certainly is uh, something that is questionable. And we're talking about, hold on, hold on. I I know what you're talking about. There are different stages of things, right? But so I guess my question is, you're going to give Biden the benefit of the doubt at this point, and that's okay, but you're not going to give Trump the benefit of the doubt. Is it because he's been indicted or you just never were going to give him the benefit of the doubt anyway? You with me? think there's no wait no i'm with you but i want you to listen to me for a second you think being indicted by a jury based on evidence okay is comparable to what's been discovered by journalists influence peddling though there's no they even the the testimony before congress was that he was on a speakerphone talking to his son not about anything related to burisma now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, and I don't think it's good, and I do think it's influence peddling, which right now in our present political system is not a crime. Trump is accused and indicted for crimes. Right. He hasn't been convicted, but that's a big difference. And I understand that evangelical Christians will stay behind Trump no matter what he's indicted for or convicted for, which is a sin, and it's why uh, you're losing your religion. And it's why young people don't support evangelical Christianity. All right, I'm, I'm David. I'm, I'm way over for my break, okay? Uh, and I, so I can respond to you when you get back here. One of the questions I'm asking people, and people can call in and say, is, you know, at what point do you stop giving the benefit of the doubt? So if you're a Trump supporter, do you stop giving the benefit of the doubt now because they're indictments, or do you wait for a conviction? Certainly, on the Trump side of things, they're going to say all this is political. Uh, on the Biden side, they're going to say all this is political. And I agree that they're in different stages, David, but but I'm not sure that the Biden stuff a year from now is going to be not criminal. It might be. Uh, and it might be just something that uh, ultimately nobody cares about. They're in different stages of things. And that's kind of where I'm I'm trying to get people to think about. When do you end the benefit of the doubt for people you support or not support? Or how do you make sure you give the benefit of the doubt to those people to the other side, even when you don't. I got to take a break. I'm way over. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show will be right back. 
You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Good evening. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to disenfranchise voters, and conspiring and attempting to obstruct an official proceeding. The indictment was issued by a grand jury of citizens here in the District of Columbia, and it sets forth the crimes charged in detail. I encourage everyone to read it in full. That is Federal Prosecutor Jack Smith, who uh, announced indictments today on President uh, Trump for indictments. They're all January 6th related. Just came out right at the start of the show. It's about a 45-page document. I haven't read all of it, so I don't want to get into it. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow or the next day a little bit, uh, if it seems like it. we should. I do encourage you. I think he's right. You should read it. I think everybody ought to read these things because when you read them and then you listen to this show or you watch other people on the news, you get a much better um, idea of what's being said and what's not being said by uh, commentators and even politicians. Of course, the uh, politics is so thick you can whack it with a broom on all of this. Speaker McCarthy said, we recently learned Hunter received money from China, contradicting President Biden's claim. President Biden spoke with Hunter's business associates over 20 times, contradicting what he said. Biden's DOJ tried to secretly give Hunter broad immunity and amended the sweetheart deal that was unprecedented. And yesterday, a new poll said that President Trump is no doubt Biden's leading political opponent. And everybody in America should see what's coming next. The DOJ's attempt to distract from the news and attack the front runner for the Republican nomination, President Trump. Uh, House Republicans will continue to uncover the truth about Biden Incorporated, he says, and the two-tiered system of justice. So you've got a lot of politics and there is a lot of emotion, I know, on uh, on all sides of these things. What And, uh, you know, you we do have to try to um, make sure that people are presumed innocent until proven guilty. That includes President Trump, who's been indicted. And and President Biden, who's being accused, he hasn't been accused uh, officially of any crime. I think that's going to come down to were you given money or family members given money and then you altered a policy that somehow you influenced the Biden or the Obama administration to change a policy toward Ukraine or Russia or China while you were vice president or has this influenced any of your policy decisions now? Now, that's the question that it forces. You know, if he did that, then uh, then it's a bribe. It's not just influencing peddling. If he didn't do that, if they don't have any evidence that he changed any policies, you know, then it just smells bad and looks bad. And there's certainly ethical questions, but it, you know, probably doesn't go anywhere. Jack Smith finished with this comment. My office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. And that is giving people the the benefit of the doubt, right? And the idea of innocent until proven guilty is that you, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, we haven't heard all the evidence. We haven't seen, you know, when you read the indictments, you're not reading uh, Donald Trump's response. Uh, I'm sure the White House will give some response to some of the things that President Biden is accused of, right? You got to read all those sides. There's a there's a benefit of the doubt until you can reasonably reach a conclusion. 
Uh, I've been trying to to say, is there a way we do this with each other relationally? Maybe that's not possible with all the emotion. But let me go to the calls here, 888-528-2557. Sherelle in Inglewood. Did I get it right? Sherelle? Yes. 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 All right. All right. Thanks for calling, Sherelle. What do you think? Yeah, well, as I said before, when it, uh, before in the show, I believe that you give people the benefit of the doubt until the evidence makes it very clear what's what. And of course, in the case of uh, the former president, it would mean not just the investigation, but the actual trials, if there are trials. And then, of course, in the um, case of um, President Biden, it will be if there is actually a completion of the evidence investigation and what that investigation yields. That's right. So that's what I believe you do, and I believe that God's going to answer my prayer the truth will come out concerning both the former president and the sitting president, and people who are fair-minded will be able to embrace what is true. There will always be people who will not, will be highly partisan, and will just not accept anything, but I believe they're in the minority. Yeah, do you think, uh, maybe I asked you this before another call, do you think that the American people, once, if all the evidence were to come out and it was just really clear, do you think most people are fair-minded? Yes, I think that most people will, because of the, the, because of the objectiveness of the evidence, mm-hmm. that even if they're not happy with the outcome, will eventually be able to assess, okay, this really happened, or yeah. this really did not happen. I, because, I, you know, I'm of that opinion, you know, I am not a supporter of the former president, but as much as I'm not a supporter, if the evidence shows that it was um, unethical but not illegal, I don't have a problem with him not being charged for anything. Yeah. And even though I voted for the sitting president and it turns out that he did something illegal, then I don't have a problem if he's charged for it. If it's just unethical and he didn't do a crime, mm-hmm. because I'm not looking at it from the perspective of I have some loyalty to anybody, I only have loyalty to Jesus Christ. So I'm looking at it from just what is actually objective. And I believe that there's more people who are like that, even if it takes them a little longer to get there. Yeah, you know what? I totally agree with you. I know there's some people who've sort of lost faith in that, but I think most people, you're right, that it's going to take more people long, you know, longer to get there in different ways when things are revealed ultimately. But I do think that people can, will make a judgment on these things, uh, and they'll be right uh, probably about it. Sherelle, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. Uh, Leslie in Santa Monica, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, um, good afternoon, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call and yeah. giving all of us a voice. I, 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 I'm a Christian, and so I, I agree with Sherelle about the ethical and the illegal, and I like the way she um, presented. I'm kind of disappointed in humanity. I work at a hospital, and it's just the politics of it all. But anyway, I basically, that's all I have to say. I, I, I'm disappointed in humanity overall, but you know, I go with Jesus that will be done. And if someone's doing, people do things unethical all the time, but they don't get legally charged with it. I think that for the, with the um, former president, the things that he used to do as the chief of this country and the things that he used to say were very unethical and um, unkind and unprofessional. 
Um, and he was a businessman, so he cut corners and did what he wanted to do and said what he wanted to say. He has followers and fans. I'm not a follower of a fan of the present, the present one, or the previous or, or one. Or the last one. You know, you that know what I'm saying? I understand. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, I'm no longer a fan of his either because yeah. I know the difference, but I'm disappointed in humanity. I'm disappointed in our country and democracy. The thing that happened on January 6th was like, it took my breath away. Um, I'm an African-American. I never thought that that would happen on any sense. I just think the leadership, you lead by example. And the examples, we haven't had a good one. I'm just sorry to say and thank you for letting me share. You're thank welcome, you. Leslie. Thanks for calling and listening. And, you know, we are we can be disappointed in humanity, but that's why we have a Savior, Jesus, right? Because uh, humanity... Yes, that's why right? we have him. Yep, humanity's so not going to cut it. to do better. Yeah. You're right. Humanity's not going to cut it. All right, thanks for calling, Leslie. Okay. All right, 888-528-2557. You know, and that's something I think for Christians... An example for us is to try to be able to have conversations about these things that, are, that can be so emotional, um, but to be able to say, hey, you know what, this is fallen humanity. And, you know, there might be some things come out on this, the Trump stuff and even the uh, Biden stuff, that might be really disappointing, you know, maybe not shocking. Uh, caller David earlier, he he dropped into the conversation something that I've been worried about is that the the Biden stuff might be something that goes on all the time, that if the worst of what Biden is being accused of, of the influence peddling and and other countries paying off other Americans who sit on their boards for influence in Washington, you know, my concern is, is this something that Biden invented? Probably not. Right. This is something that happens uh, and it shouldn't happen. It's scary to me when we're talking about war, too. We're talking about countries where we might have an actual hot war, not just trade wars and back and forth competition, but people dying. Um, it's just it's just not okay, even if nothing is illegal. 888-528-2557. I got to take a break. I see your call, JT and others people calling. We'll get to your calls as the Tuesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888 I'll get your calls here in just a second. I want to make sure I get this uh, little biblical nugget in. We're talking about the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, the background, of course, is the... Uh, charges against President Trump and also the uh, hearings and what's coming out about President Biden and uh, those kinds of things. Uh, When you think about the benefit of the doubt, it's hard to do when there's a lot of emotion and it's hard to do when it's people in your own life who you love. It's hard to do if you're an employer and you suspect your employee of doing something wrong. Where does it come from, the idea of the benefit of the doubt? And are you good at, at giving that? It actually... Uh, people believe it comes from Jesus, Matthew chapter 7, that it's something that developed in uh, in human thinking, Western thinking, if you would, when Jesus says in Matthew 7, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. When you when, when do you 
Uh, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly enough to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And the idea that developed over that is, you know what, in a justice system or just a household system or a friendship system, you know, be careful about judging other people because you don't always know all the facts. And by the way, you've got uh, stuff that you're doing also. And, you know, how do you want to be judged yourself? You know, certainly when I do something wrong or when I'm being accused, I want to get the benefit of the doubt. I've been in situations where I've been given the benefit of the doubt, and I've been grateful that I was able to produce, uh, you know, the evidence that said I didn't do it, whatever you think I was doing, or grateful to be able to say, yeah, you're right, I did it, and uh, to ask for forgiveness. But I've also been in situations where I've been accused of things I didn't do and didn't have the opportunity to present a case, and that's horrible to be in that situation. You And relationships are damaged probably almost forever unless that person uh, uh, asks for forgiveness and confesses it, right? Unless you have forgiveness there, it's a bad deal. And, you know, this is something that I think is applicable even to our, our politics, that we got to be careful um, to not to judge or you too will be judged. It doesn't mean that you don't judge, by the way. Uh, we are to judge, but we are to judge in the same way that we would like to be judged. We are to examine the evidence. We are to give the benefit of the doubt. And we're to confess our own sins. And But just because I've got sins, it doesn't mean that somebody else's sins uh, aren't valid. And it's a wrong thing to do to just say, oh, yeah, well, your guy does this, you know, and or you did that. And then you don't resolve anything. Uh, the purpose of all of this is to restore relationships and bring people to repentance. And, you know, I think even in national politics, I think it would be better for Democrats and Republicans each to be honest about whatever might be going on on their own side, defend their own side when they're falsely accused, you know, or to say, you know, what, we don't we don't have all the evidence. Let's let's keep, give the benefit of the doubt until we know. Uh, but those things, you know, in the politics, it's hard to do. But in our personal relationships with people, it matters a lot. I learned a lot as an employer, people that I gave the benefit of the doubt to. Sometimes I was wrong in my suspicion of them not doing a good job or doing something wrong. And other times I was right, but waiting a little while longer just gave me more um, reason to let that person go in a way that seemed just to everybody and not too, not too soon, even just to that person. There is something great that happens when we have the patience uh, to investigate or the patience to wait for the truth. I do believe it comes out. It's something that I'm praying about for our country with all of this stuff, that uh, whatever is actually true becomes uh, painfully clear, so clear that people who are on the other side of the argument have to come around to agreeing with what is presented. 888-528-2557, JT in Hermosa Beach. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. Yeah, I I just want to say there's an old saying, you know, uh, you know, you, when you point a finger at someone else, you got three pointing back at you. Right. And uh, I'm going to say this: that I am very bothered by the the um, the infantile attitude of a lot of the those that are baby boomers and pre boomers that are old enough to know better, um, that have bought into the everything from the cancel culture to this. Um, the, the failure to to ask how we got to where we are over the years, mm. uh, you know, the 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 um, 
not only the breakup of the family and the taking of the curriculum out of school. With I, I agree with actor, actor Richard Dreyfus. He's right about that. Dumbed our kids down, you know, civics and yeah. cursive writing. Uh, you know why we um, we can't. And, and, and Robert Kennedy Jr. has been attacked like this too. And he's I've listened to him, and he's made some very thoughtful comments about what his uncle was dealing with as president with certain fa- fa- you know fractions that wanted him to do something that he thought was not good and then Nixon and other people who came up against those people ended up agreeing with Kennedy and they found themselves on the receiving end of you know the wrath and he was saying that was like the beginning of the like this this whole woke culture thing this this thing if you don't agree with me I hate your guts you know if you don't want to you know there were, you know I, there are a number of individuals mm-hmm. and think of going back Curtis LeMay and Alan Dulles really really corrupt people and and they just like what you see now with the, um, like what Debbie Wasserman Schultz did the other day, Jim Jordan defended Kennedy, and Kennedy stood up there and said, and I like what he said, he said, look, you're accusing me of stuff that I didn't say, here's what I said, and you twisted it out, and he was right, and I like the way he, he dealt with that, but he and James Woods and a well, lot and of you, other And you need to be able to defend yourself. I'm uh, running out of time here. I want to get to a couple yeah, yeah, of yeah, calls, JT, yeah, but yeah. you know... Uh, we have gotten here over time. There's a book that yep. I'll recommend to you and to anybody. It's a Christian book. It's called The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. And it's written, by, it's written by a guy named Carl Truman. You can find it wherever you get books. The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. It's, it's a great book. It will tell you exactly how we got here, you know, philosophically. And it's a hard read, right? It's, it's very detailed, get into philosophy and other stuff. But it makes such a profound point about how we have become so self, you know, the, one of the reasons we will chew each other out and we can't get along, not only are we not educated to know how to have a, a regular conversation, but we are taught now to consider someone who disagrees with us the enemy uh, and that they're a bad person. Um, yeah. and, be, and what we're taught basically is that I'm a good person and I think this, so if you disagree with me, you must be a bad person. And uh, that's the triumph of the modern self, right? It's ultimately all about me. Uh, and that's hurting us in every way. JT, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Larry in Woodland Hills, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, hello. Um, you know, I, the glaring example I'm thinking about as far as the, the sort of miscarriage of justice here is, I mean, the guys in January 6th, they got no habeas corpus, where Whereas people actually harass Supreme Court justices, which is supposed to get you like 20 years in prison, but we heard nothing about it. And uh, that's going to be know, one of the uh, one of the big arguments, I think, culturally here is the the feeling that uh, this is very one sided. That the each side, you know, whatever their political point of view is, isn't getting the same treatment. Yeah, um, yeah, and and there's just, I mean. I hear people, I hear this quite often, um, not so much at my church, but uh, I hear people, uh, you know, claiming Jesus and, and yet supporting people, uh, you know, that, that are in favor of, of abortion. And with me, it's, it's simple stuff. It's like, if you're okay with killing babies, I don't think I should vote for you. I mean, I, I don't really, irrespective of size, it's kind of funny because before I knew Jesus, my brother Peter used to say that to me, and I thought, you know, he was kind of crazy. It's like, you know, all this other stuff. But really, it does make sense. I yeah. think. Do you ever ask anybody who uh, might disagree with you on that and how they vote, why they uh, vote that way, if they're a Christian? 
Oh yeah, you know, I was down. Um, you were down protesting this last Saturday. They were they were they were like doing this like abortion spa, some Dupont Dupont abortion spa. Yeah, right. It was like a three day thing. Yeah. Anyhow, I, I talked to some people, and they said, uh, "Well, you know, they're concerned about what's going to happen to the child." And I said, "Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I have a son that was very inconvenient, and uh, you know, uh, yeah." Thank Larry, God his I'm, mom decided to keep him. I'm almost out of time, but thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. I always encourage people, you know, at least find out where the other person is coming from, even if you totally disagree. Uh, you'll have a better conversation if you if you listen for a little bit. And you might be persuasive, which I think is a big part of this. Ken in La Habra, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, my name's Chad. Oh, hi. Sorry, Chad. I've got Ken down. No All right, just a few seconds, Chad. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm an attorney, and I used to... Uh, do uh, voir dire of uh, jury uh, before trial, yeah. and uh, would, would ask them something like, you know, do you agree with this idea that uh, if you have 10 guilty people, it's better to let them go free than it is to convict one innocent person? And unanimously, juries would reject that idea, and then later I would, you know, reveal to them it was actually Benjamin Franklin that said, it's better to let a hundred guilty people go free than to have one innocent man convicted. We're just not the same country we used to be, and and people don't uh, want to reserve ju- judgment. They want to ju- jump to judgment. Uh, yeah. And if you give them just a little bit of evidence uh, to give them a, an excuse to make up their mind. Yeah. In the Chad, way that I'm, they I'm want. out of time. I appreciate your point. Maybe you can call back on Friday. Uh, we do open line Friday, or we'll probably talk about the subject again uh, maybe later this week. This is the Pastor Scott Show. Huge subject. Give people the benefit of the doubt and read stuff. Get the information. All right, I got to go. I'm out of time. You can get the podcast at uh, kkla.com or wherever you get your podcast for the Pastor Scott Show. This is Scott Furrow. See you tomorrow from 3 to 5. Good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.